together. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell. And this right here, this is your KC Morning Show, baby! What's the word, y'all? What is the good word in Kansas City? Well, hey, usually on Tuesdays, we take back America. Myself and Professor Harvey K. No worries. We got all that for you on Thursday. And I think we're going to be uh, talking about Lincoln. I hear he's a pretty big one. Something about Gettysburg and, and a play or something like that. I don't know. Back on Thursday, taking back America. But today on the show, we are kicking it with KBC Kansas. I had a friend of mine hit me up and fill me in on some of the amazing work that this organization is doing, a nonprofit that helps foster kids and right now they're making a push to get some more families of color and some of the stats you're going to hear in today's show i'm not lying to you they're going to hit you in the face and as you're listening you know you might feel a certain kind of way guess what that's a good thing because we got more work to do and our friends at kbc kansas they are doing that work and it's time for us to help amplify what they've got going on that's the goal of today's show and while i got you for a second you know i'm a shameless self-promoter i apologize you know we're nominated for best local podcast my friends let's run this thing back huh you want to be a two-time two-time best local podcaster that's on the line head to the pitchkc.com for all the voting information best local podcast i got nominated for best radio personality also best personality yeah i know i'm begging i'm fishing for a compliment and yeah, I'm trying to catch a bite or two, or maybe three. Without further ado, my friends, Angela Hedwig and Tina Wilkie, I cannot wait for you to hear this. Full show back in your feeds on Wednesday. My name's Hartzell. We'll see you in the morning. If there's one thing that I found is as true as the sunrise, it's that I like being on there with Hartzell. The KC Morning Show. At KVC, our work is not just about providing behavioral health care and child welfare services. At the heart of what we do, it's about so much more. It's making sure every person is safe and connected to a strong family and healthy community. It's giving every child the chance to dream and be happy. It's empowering parents so they can learn healthy skills to thrive. It's preventing suicide by helping people embrace their worth. It's building resilience so people know how to find peace during life's storms. It's ending childhood adversity so violence and substance use don't get passed to the next generation. It's caring for children who've experienced extreme abuse and neglect and helping them heal from trauma. It's matching children with adoptive families so they can feel the love and belonging they deserve. The heart of KBC is helping people. Angela Hedrick, she's the Vice President of Operations for KBC Kansas. They provide foster services and child placement in Kansas. Some amazing work that they've been doing since the beginning, and they've got some new initiatives. I saw this stat the other day, a friend sent me this, and it just kind of hit me in the gut, as a black man especially. Of our population, about 14% of children are black kids, all right? In the foster care system, Black kids represent 23%. That compares to about 50% of white kids in the population, but only 
present in the foster care system. That's a disparity, my friends, but this number jumped out even more to me. Of the foster homes in the state of Kansas, only 4% of those are foster homes with parents of color. Those numbers are pretty jarring, at least they were to me. And our friends at KBC Kansas, they're trying to do something about that. Friends like Angela Hedrick. My friend, welcome to your KC Morning Show. And if you don't mind, can you just break some of those numbers down for us? Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I really appreciate you helping us shed some light on the work that we're doing. Currently, KBC only has about 4% of, of Black foster homes, and that's something that we're really hoping to to change and increase. And then we have about 20% of Black foster youth in care. So we really want to increase the diversity among foster caregivers and give youth in care an opportunity to be placed with and cared for by someone that they have some similarities to, that they have some connection to, that can kind of feel the things that they've felt and be a representative for them for their cultural identity. That's really what we're hoping to do. We just kind of established that context for everyone. So now if you can back up for us and just tell us a little bit about the system as a whole. You know, you're doing work for the state of Kansas. You know, what is the foster system like? If you can, even a little bit of history of how we've started and where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the Department for Children and Families, they have different private nonprofit agencies that received grants to perform foster care services in the state. And KVC Kansas is one of those agencies. And so we have a grant through the Department for Children and Families to provide foster care services. So when DCF determines that there's a safety concern that that requires our involvement, they send a referral to us. And then we start working with the family to help them with whatever they might need help with. And then our goal is always to reunite the family. That's always our initial goal. We also, KVC Kansas, we're a licensed child placing agency. So we work to help train and license foster parents. And then once they get through the licensure process, we are there to support them along the way as they take placement of children. And our goal is for foster families to kind of work alongside the biological families to co-parent children while they're in this really difficult situation, work to help them get whatever services and help that they need so that those children and families can be reunited eventually. We have a lot of support services kind of along the way. We have an outpatient therapy department. We rely heavily on evidence-based practices to, to help support our families and, and just get them the help that they need so that they can be reunited again. You know, at the end of the day, these folks, these kids and these parents, you know, these are our folks. This is a story of us. So I'm curious, Angela, if you can, can you just tell us a little bit about these families, these kids, these foster parents? You know, a lot of folks, when we think about the foster system, we still think about Mr. Drummond and different strokes. You know, we have this perception of what we think a foster child is and what a foster family is. Why don't you tell us what they really look like? Yeah, they look like all of us. I mean, they are the person that's walking down the aisle next to you in the grocery store. They're the person that three rows back from you at church. They're the person that you run into in the parking lot at Walmart. I mean, they are all part of our community. We have people in the system, both that are receiving services from us and foster parents who come from all different backgrounds. But as we talked about at the beginning, with only 4% of Kansas homes being Black, we just don't have the diversity amongst our foster parents 
to serve the diversity that we're seeing in the families that are utilizing our services. And we find that when we're finding loving homes for youth um, that have to enter the foster care system, ensuring that their cultural needs are met is essential to their well-being. That's something that we strive to do. Our first course of action is always trying to place kids with a relative or someone that they know. If that's not possible for some reason, the next best thing that we can do is placing them with someone in their same community or someone that can really help reflect their values and identity. So as we're making this strive to find more families of color, what does this initiative look like? How are we doing that? The main thing that we're doing at this point in time is really just a an overall awareness campaign. We're really trying to spread the word and have invested in specific media recruitment, TV, print media, radio. We're really just trying to spread the word and help educate everyone in the community about the numbers, kind of shed some light on what the disparity is and what that means. This is not to say that Black children shouldn't be placed in homes of caring and compassionate caregivers of other races. That's not what this is about, but it's really about Black families really being tuned into the struggles of that Black children face, really being able to understand that and giving those Black children the opportunity to be placed with someone that is similar to them and that has an understanding of them and can really support them in a way that others might not be able to. And so first and foremost, we're just spreading the word and trying to get information out there. And then internally, we're working on plans on, so what do we do next after we attract families and, and kind of raise the awareness? We have a diversity, equity, and inclusion council. Council. It's staff-led, and then we have our leadership team works in conjunction with them. But we're working on a specific strategic action plan on how we're going to move forward with this, how we're going to support the families that we attract and kind of help them through the process. Well, how has the reaction been? Have we gotten any families of color reaching out? The reaction has been positive and we're starting to see it gaining some momentum. I actually just received an email this morning about some increased traffic on our social media. And I think what I would want people to know most is that it can be a scary thing to explore, but I would want them to know that we have free training classes and we want to connect people with other foster parents who have been through the fostering journey and can talk through someone that is interested in it and give them firsthand experience of what it might be like and what they might encounter. And you can really take time when you go through our training classes to explore what's a good fit for your family. And so it's not something that if you sign up for a class, you're absolutely 100% committed. We really give families time to explore what that commitment looks like and let them know how we can support them through that. Well, Angela, how can we help? support you all? Where can we go to lend our time, resources? Where where can we go? Well, I would say the first place to go is go to our website, kvc.org. That is kind of the hub of where all of our information is at. KVC Kansas has a Facebook page. I mean, reach out to me. You can find my information on the KVC website. Anybody that's interested in helping in any way or wants additional information, we want to hear from them and want to, to figure out where they might fit into the puzzle piece. Angela Hedrick, she is the Vice President of Operations for KBC Kansas. My friend, you're doing the Lord's work. Please come on this show and let's help change the world, my friend, and you all are doing that. Thank you so much. I Thank you so much for your help.
Foster mom Tina Wilkie says as a woman of mixed race, she understands how important it can be for foster kids to look like who they live with. She hopes sharing her story will inspire other black families to foster children. At first it was really scary because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what we're getting into. <laughs> it provides a supportive environment for them and it just reduces the number of adjustments that that youth has to make and that that family has to make. Tina Wilkie, she is a foster parent with KBC Kansas, who just so happens to also be a foster parent of color. We just got off the phone with Angela. The amazing work and services and love that you're giving to our city, our state, our community. It is so important. So first off, I just want to say thank you. And if you can, tell us how you got involved in this program and just what it means to you. Yeah. So I actually started out as a kinship, which is like a relative fostering and then met with another friend and she helped me become licensed with KVC. And so I took the classes, which were like 10 week classes. And then we became a licensed family. We just love these kids and we've had the opportunity to meet so many different kids from different backgrounds, different ages. And the support system that's been put in place by KVC has just been amazing to help us in this journey. Is this something that you and your your husband had ever thought she'd be doing at this point? Yeah, we had talked about it at one point. We definitely didn't know how to get into it. You know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like you hear about it, but... I didn't really know what to do. And so when we started asking more questions, we definitely got all the answers we needed. KBC was there to like, they actually had somebody come over and meet us in our house. And they sat down with us and explained all the steps that we would take to become foster parents. And then we also kind of took like a month to kind of really think about whether this was something we really wanted to get into because we have three biological children of our own. And so it was really kind of cool that we got all that information and we were able to sit with it for a little bit. And then they followed up with us just to kind of check to see if that's something we wanted to do and we decided yeah that's what we wanted to do <laughs> three biological children before you yes. took in foster oh, wow so yes explain, yeah. that's a whole different layer <laughs> right to the story yeah it's break yes. that down for us <laughs> yes um yes yeah, so i have three biologicals there my son's 14 and then i have a 12 year old and then my youngest is eight i mean we had our three kids and then our first kids we ever got we got two sibling sets and the most we've ever had at a time is four foster kids so we've had seven kids total for up to i think it was like six months so wow <laughs> and i bet you wouldn't change yeah. anything for the world no no it's been so awesome honestly people ask me how i do it but the more kids i add it's not really that difficult i can have up to nine kids in my house and it'd be nothing like it's oh, kind of normal look at you. that's like the chaos is better for me <laughs> You really are a Wonder Woman. I think that we just confirmed that on the show. And we're talking about all these different layers of fostering. Black families represent only, what, 4%? of Kansas yeah, foster families. I mean, if I can be honest, that, that seems like a travesty. It is. How are you reckoning with that as a foster parent of color? You're doing your part, but you also know there's so much more work we have to do. Did you know these yeah. numbers and, and stats before you got into the, the program? I had no idea that that was the numbers. Now that I'm in it, I can tell that. I go to a lot of different conferences and KVC will hold conferences or KVC will host like barbecues for foster families. And, you know, you don't see any other foster 
foster families of color there. And that's when I kind of noticed it. And so when KVC reached out to me and asked if I'd be willing to help them, I'm like, uh, yeah, because I think it's really important kind of like with us. I mean, we'll take in any type of kids of backgrounds, but we prefer to take in kids of color just because my husband, he actually was adopted and his parents fostered. And so we kind of know what that feels like to be in a home where you look like somebody that looks like you and the significance of it and the support that's needed. And I think we just need way more families of color out here helping with the community, especially because there's 4% and then there's 20% of kids in foster care that are black. I mean, it's insane. (laughs) And just think about the last year and a half, two years we've gone through this ridiculousness. And I think back to the George Floyd protest, just our racial Mm -hmm. reckoning. So many times black folks have been told they don't matter anyway. And as a foster Mm -hmm. kid, I mean, there's so many more questions I'm sure they're asking. What has this moment been like for you all and your husband? Um, yeah, wow. It's been it's been big. Yeah, especially this last year. I think just even having our foster, we have two girls right now that live with us and you know, people don't question whether they're our kids or not like ever. Where I see like if we do see other kids of color with like a white couple, that is a question that gets asked. Like, are you in foster care or are you adopted? Especially when all these things are happening around the world with Black Lives Matter and they're having all these questions. And actually in the last year, KVC's reached out to us a couple of times just to take in teenagers, you know, in a predominantly white neighborhood and they're feeling kind of uncomfortable there and they just kind of want to be around other black people and so they've called us and we have taken in kids just for a weekend just for them to feel comfortable and not feel like I guess outsiders in other words and so that's been really neat but it is a crazy time and that's why I think right now we need to get more families in here helping out and helping raise all these other kids of color that can understand what it feels like. We had two boys that have lived with us for three years they're half black and half white and so of course my kids are very mixed and so they blended in really nicely you know nobody ever thought anything different different. And when our little guy was getting ready to head home, he finally kind of had to tell people that I really wasn't his mom. And they were so confused with that. Like, what? And so he was, he was explaining to me that, you know, how difficult it was just to be in foster care and then to have people question you. And when you're in foster care and all those questions you get asked, even though he's little, he didn't really know how to answer those. So he liked being able to hide. Nobody really knew towards the end. And when it was time for him to leave and go to a new school and they were all saying goodbye, they were so confused by it. And so he was like, I loved that I was able to say that you're my mom and I never had to tell anybody towards the end, but it was hard for him to have to tell people the truth and just navigating all of that, especially when people said that's not your real mom (laughs) and so to him I was his real mom you know I was his bonus mom is what he called me so um yeah it's been such a hard year I think for kids and even watching these kids coming into care they're already uncomfortable they're coming out of a traumatic situation all the time and so to step into a household where it's like everything they know is completely different and they're in a predominantly white neighborhood or just surrounded by all that I think it's overwhelming for them Um, especially if they're coming from you know inner city where there's a lot of other black people and they're used to just seeing the same people that look like them day in day out and now they're stepping into a whole different other world and I know it's so overwhelming for these kids. Well I think you nailed it when you said that word navigate. I mean we're all right now just trying to find someone to help guide us through this thing called life what do you tell your friends or what do you tell anyone that's interested in fostering what's your pitch um i definitely tell people it's so rewarding it is one of those things like it is overwhelming i never lie to people and say like oh it's so easy no it's it's overwhelming at first because 
if you don't know a lot, you kind of go into it thinking you're going to fix everything, I feel like. But you're not. You're honestly there just to love these kids that are coming from really hard places and hard situations. And it's not their fault. They just are struggling themselves. And so I just tell people, you know, like I, I encourage people to do it. And if you don't want to do it, to just really support. And if you know somebody that wants to do it, like convince them to give me a phone call <laughs> and just call KVC. They're really good at reaching families and giving them the information they need. They'll sit down with you and talk to you and talk to your whole entire family. Another thing I keep telling people, KVC offers therapy for even your family. Even though your kids are not in foster care, if you have biological kids, KVC offers therapy support for your biological kids because it can be overwhelming and stressful even as you know, you're bringing in kids that are, are not yours, but it's so rewarding. And I just tell people, like I said, if you're on the fence to ask questions and there's so much support groups out there here in the community and KVC offers so much for you to navigate the fostering world <laughs> is what I call it. Well, Tina, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. It takes a village. And I think we have yes. to have the best village in the world right here in our own backyard. Again, can you tell us where can people go for more information? If they want to hit you up for just, you know, some real life questions and answers, where can they go? Uh, well, definitely reach out to KVC. Their website is amazing. You can find them on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. You can send me a message. It's Tina Wilkie. Send me a message. And if you're wanting to know more questions, I stay at home. So I'm more than welcome to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you if you want to know about it and introduce you to all the other foster families out there. So it feels like a community and you have the support you need to do it. Tina Wilkie, thank you, thank you, thank yes. you. To your husband, yeah. thank you, thank you. And to your foster kids, thank you. This thing is tough that we got to do. Life yeah. is hard and we're better together. We're so, so much better together. So again, my yes. friend, thank you so much for what you're doing. And you have an open invite on this show as many times as you want. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> Greetings, Hartzell. Search the force and a tremor I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The KC Morning Show. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.